Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m. for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Gail. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. And yes, I am your host, Gail Dixon McBride, and you are listening to a show that has been prepared especially for you. Use honey to heal your ailing body. That's the topic of the show. This is Saturday, January the 16th, 2021. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, And so let me tell you one thing. I am so happy this is a new year, and we are looking forward to new beginnings and new changes, wonderful changes. Yes, we are. Uh, We are also looking forward to taking care of ourselves, to continue to do that no matter what. And Let's talk about honey. Hmm. Honey. The fact is, honey never, ever goes bad. Did you know that? Honey never, ever goes bad. Archaeologists found 2,000-year-old jars of honey in Egyptian tombs, and they still tasted amazing. (laughs) Wow. So this whole show is about Honey, there are mountains of scientific research and clinical studies related to the medicinal properties of honey. A simple search on PubMed using the search term honey yields over 7,000 scientific papers dating back to 1884. The scientific and medicinal research community has invested heavily into understanding honey's remarkable therapeutic value. So today, I am going to be sharing some of the many ways honey can be used to heal your body, skin, immune system, for infections, allergies, and much, much more. The call-in number this morning to Partners in Health and Biz is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Press 1 if you have a question or comment and you don't have to do anything if you just want to continue to listen to the show. So first things first, before I get into the details of all the science and remarkable research that has been done on the medicinal properties of honey, I welcome you to be in awe of the fact that honey even exists. Yes, flowers need to help to reproduce. They need to get the pollen from the anthers anthers of one flower to the stigma of another. Bees are perfectly adapted to this task, but they don't do it for free. (laughs) Flowers that need to be pollinated produce a sweet neck that lures in the bees with a promise of a sweet treat. As the bees are gathering their nectar, their bodies get covered in pollen, which they carry from one flower to another, pollinating the flowers as they go. The sweet nectar is then brought back to the hive where it is concentrated into this liquid gold. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's the miracle of honey. 
I remember as a young young girl growing up and uh, living with my grandmother during the, the summer months when school was out, my mom would always send us to Ohio to live uh, with our grandmother for like the last, the three months that school, school was out. And we would, my cousins and my sister and I, we would take jars and we would put holes in the tops of those uh, mason jars. We would catch our honeybees. We would go to the flower. We would see those bees in there just enjoying that nectar from the flower, sucking it up. They could care less about us. They were on a mission. (laughs) They were on a mission to get that nectar out so they could take it, eat it, and then take some of it back. Uh, to their colonies. So I remember catching those beautiful bees and watching them and seeing them. So did you know honey bees do a dance when they get back to the hive to tell all the other bees where the flowers are? Yes, that's what happens. So a long time ago, I look back, humans have been enamored with honey for thousands of years. In fact, an 8,000-year-old rock drawing found in Spain depicts a honey seeker robbing a wild honey has been found buried in with pharaohs in Egypt and other thousands and after thousands of years it was still edible honey was the most popular ancient egyptian healing remedy and was mentioned over 500 times in 900 remedies honey milk and antibiotics ancient Ancient Egyptians, Assyrians, Chinese, Romans, and Greeks used honey for treating wounds and to heal conditions of the gut. The actual prescription for the wound salve, dating back between uh, 2600 and 2200 B.C., called for a mixture of grease, honey, and lint or fiber. (laughs) Even ancient physicians recognized the therapeutic value value of this natural gift. So uh, honey contains glucose, fructose, and numerous minerals, including calcium, phosphate, sodium chloride, magnesium, and potassium. So this is why it's uh, so rich, and it's called the golden, golden honey. Yes, golden properties. So both in the Bible and the Koran, honey is mentioned. The Old Testament refers to the land of Israel as the land flowing with milk and honey. John the Baptist survived on locusts and honey. And God nourished Jacob with honey from the rock and provided Israel with fine flour, olive oil, and honey. The Koran mentions that honey is healing for humankind. So. If you really want to know the breakdown, according to B-Source, a typical profile of the sugars in honey looks like this. It has 38.2% fructose, 31.3% glucose, 7.1% maltose, 1.3% sucrose, 17.2% water, 1.5% higher sugars, Ash, 0.2. Other, undetermined, 3.2%. Okay. So honey is truly a healing gift from nature. Yes, it is. And is rich in medicinal properties. So there is the property of 
agroscopic property it's in its natural state honey has a very low water content but it it absorbs moisture when exposed to air it has antibacterial properties one especially vital component in honey glucose oxidase is an enzyme that produces hydrogen peroxide research indicates that this is one of the main reasons why honey seems to have such powerful antibacterial and wound healing capabilities. The production of hydrogen peroxide is just one of the remarkable ways that honey helps to kill bacteria and heal wounds. Honey has antioxidant properties. Although darker honey generally contains more antioxidant power power than light-colored, both are still a rich source of valuable antioxidants. Antioxidants go to work against free radicals and encourage new tissue growth. This in turn, help, in turn helps expedite healing of damaged tissue and also helps skin appear younger and more radiant. So I'm sure you've heard about um, different cosmetics that um, have honey and um and also different um like cough syrups that have honey, yes. So there are lots of different foods and different um ways to use honey. Um Dr. Joshua Levitt, who is the author of this fantastic book, it's called The Honey Phenomenon, How This Liquid Gold Helps Your Ailing Body. So uh, Joshua's mother-in-law was in pain uh, one day. She had a wound on her leg, and she cautiously took the bandage off her leg. Um, And when she took the bandage off, she had a large, deep skin cancer, uh, deep deep skin cancer removed. The surgical wound had been repeatedly infected and was not healing well at all. Uh, Her surgeon had recommended all sorts of different ointments and topical treatments, but nothing was working. Her next step was an appointment with a wound care specialty clinic. Dr. Uh, Levitt said he saw uh, what he saw underneath that bandage was a deep, raw, open wound. It looked like somebody had taken a tablespoon and scooped out a large chunk of her leg, he said. There were a bunch of non-squeamish family members gathering around, and everybody, including his mother-in-law, was shocked at what uh, Dr. Levitt said. Next, Dr. Levitt told his mother-in-law that he wanted her to pack the wound with honey. Yes, honey. You've got to understand that this was like the ultimate practice, uh, what you preach moment for him. He said, yes, I told my mother-in-law to pack a deep surgical wound with honey. It was also a major leap of faith for her. Do I trust my naturopathic son-in-law's advice and fill up a hole in my leg with something I usually only drizzle over oatmeal or spread on, or spread on toast, she wondered? Well, it should come to, to no surprise that this story has a happy ending. Dr. Levick. Levitt's uh, mother-in-law took his advice and treated the wound with a topical application of manuka honey because there are different types of honey. 
she used a manuka, and manuka is spelled M-A-N-U-K-A, honey. It was apparent within 24 hours that there was progress. Wow, wow, wow. We could see granular tissue developing within the base of the wound, which is evidence that new connective tissue cells and blood vessels are being formed. Then gradually, as you would expect, the healing process continued until the wound healed over completely. All that's left now is a scar and a pretty good story. <laughs> so as you can see, honey is a powerful um, powerful food, powerful. So there are different types of honey. Uh, honey table sugar, you may be wondering, well, what is better? Well, they're both sweet, so they don't have the same effect on your body. Well, this is a common question. Do they have the same effect on your body? Well, many people don't understand that there are significant differences in the way the body responds to honey versus table sugar. Although both honey and sugar contain both glucose and fructose, there are chemical differences in the way that these sugars are linked together. For example, when table sugar is extracted from sugar the sugar cane or sugar beets and then processed the proteins nitrogen elements and enzymes found in the natural sugar cane are destroyed so it's no longer natural in contrast honey is a natural sweetener that is only minimally processed and is loaded with antioxidant and antimicrobial properties table sugar which is sucrose is two sugar molecules, fructose and glucose, bound together. Before table sugar can be used for energy, we must break it down using an enzyme that will separate these molecules. When bees produce honey, they supply the enzyme needed, so we don't have to use our own energy to break the bonds. What a wonderful gift this is. So if anyone tells you, well, is sugar, honey is sweet, sugar is sweet, they both uh, should be avoided. Well, no, not 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 necessarily so. Not not so at all, in terms of your uh, conventional white table sugar. Table sugar, unlike honey, unlike honey, is void of any vitamins or minerals. That is why it is often referred to as a source of empty calories. In fact, the calories from table sugar are even worse than empty. They are dangerous. So when we consume table sugar in the amounts commonly consumed today, we see clear evidence of increased risk of diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Gram for gram, honey honey is sweeter than sugar. This effect allows us to use less honey than table sugar to achieve the same level of sweetness. Although one tablespoon of sugar contains 46 calories and one tablespoon of honey has 64, you can use far less honey than sugar due to its innate and intense sweetness. So here are some of the different types of honey. Um, there is the acacia, um, acacia, acacia honey, which is pale in color, almost grass-like. There is the alfalfa honey obtained from the purplish flowers of the alfalfa plant. 
This honey is one of the best substitutes for sugar and tea. It is light in color with a fresh floral scent and is less sweet than some other varieties. There is avocado honey. If you love fruit, this is the honey for you, dark in color, color with a slightly buttery taste. This honey is widely produced in Mexico, Australia, and some parts of America. It is often used in dressings and sauces. There's blueberry honey derived from the flowers of the blueberry plant. There is buckwheat honey. This honey is the darkest and most strongly flavored of all honey varieties and is loaded with iron. Buckwheat honey is particularly popular in Europe. The darker the color, the better the, better the honey. I've had buckwheat honey and I've had avocado, I mean, uh, not avocado honey, uh, clover honey. I prefer the clover over the buckwheat. You definitely can taste the the difference is the buckwheat is much of a more of a stronger honey, and I've also tasted and uh, eaten the manuka honey. So now there is clover honey. Although it originated in Canada and New Zealand, clover honey is now available all over the world. That's the most popular uh, honey that you'll find in the glo- uh, in your grocery stores. This floral scented honey is generally white to light amber in color and mixes well into salads and baked goods. There's fireweed honey. Uh, the perennial herb that produces the sweet nectar of this honey is grown largely in the northern and Pacific states and in Canada, used mostly for cooking and baking. Uh, the manuka honey, which has uh, gained a lot of popularity lately, which has been around for thousands of years, this popular honey comes from the tree tea tree. It comes from the tea tree bush of New Zealand, Manuka, M-A-N-U-K-A, and has numerous applications. It is the most widely studied honey for medicinal purposes. Manuka honey is prized for its antibacterial bacterial properties, and although generally used therapeutically, it is completely safe and delicious to eat every day. So remember, the Manuka honey was the honey that Dr. Levitt uh, advised his mother-in-law to uh, put on her wound that healed it, started to healing, started healing it quickly. Um, or and manuka honey has many properties, so you can do your own research on that to learn of some of the many properties of the manuka uh, manuka honey. There is the orange blossom honey obtained from orange blossoms. Uh, this honey I've also tasted is light in color and has a fruity aroma. Uh, there's pumpkin blossom honey produced from the nectar of a pumpkin blossom. This honey is dark amber in color with a sweet floral fragrance. Rainforest honey, uh, rainforest trees found in the rainforest trees in Australia, Thailand, Tasmania, Brazil, and some parts of America. You have the Rata, R-A-T-A honey. This honey is from New Zealand and is light in color with a sweet but not strong taste. Many people use this honey in smoothies, and it makes a great addition to energy drinks. You have your red gum honey. This dark honey is loaded with antioxidants. You have your Rewarewa honey, R-E-W-A-R-E-W-A honey. The pine tree honey also goes by the name of forest honey. And you have your sage honey, your sourwood honey, 
your Tawari honey, your Tulip Poplar honey, your Tupelo honey, your Wildflower, and your Yellow Box honey, just to name a few of the honeys. <laughs> many, many honeys. So we have a caller, and I'd like to see who's available. Good morning. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. How are you, and do you have a question or a comment this morning? Just want to listen? Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. If you don't have a question or comment, you can just continue to listen to the show. But we welcome you, and thank you so much for calling. Okay, so... Let's move right along. Um, Beware of this honey. Beware of this particular honey. It's called Turkish honey. Turkish honey, also known as mad honey (laughs) or deli ball in Turkey, is made from a rhododendron species and grows in Turkey and can contain a highly poisonous toxin. So do not eat Turkish honey. This dark reddish colored honey contains a natural neurotoxin that even in small doses can bring on lightheadedness and even hallucinations. In the early 1700s, this honey was traded with Europeans who mixed it with alcohol for an indistinguishable buzz. Too much of the honey can cause low blood pressure, numbness, fainting, seizures, and even death. Turkish honey, do not eat. Okay, so there are so many forms. Raw honey now is honey in its purest form, and according to the National Honey Board, there is no exact definition for raw honey. A honey label that says untreated or unpasteurized, untreated or unpasteurized may be an indication, but not a guarantee that the honey is raw. Obviously, any honey labeled pasteurized is not raw. Don't be fooled by the words like natural or pure. They mean nothing in regards to honey processing. Okay. So we have uh, the background here on honey, and um, there's so much more about the pollen that we could possibly discuss. But I'm going to give you some of the information that I know you're anxious to hear about, what are some of the uh, benefits of this honey for your actual person? Well, the skin is the body's largest and fastest-growing fastest organ. Skin is the protective coat that keeps us warm when it's cold, cool when it's hot, and keeps all of us, all of our inside parts in, uh, inside where they should be. <laughs> But uh, dermatology is a distinct medical special concern concerned with the many illnesses and conditions that affect the skin. So what can the honey do for the skin? Honey is good as an anti-inflammatory. There is a skin condition called cerebroic dermatitis. I'm sorry. It's a common inflammatory condition that causes yellow and flaking skin, mostly in oily areas, including on the face, in the ear, and nose, and on the scalp. It is also known as cradle cap when it occurs in infants. Although the extract cause or the exact cause is not known, 
it is thought that a weakened immune endocrine or nervous system causes this. Um, so researchers found that receiving the honey therapy had reduced itching and scaling within one week. And the next week marked skin lesions healed completely and participants noted less hair, lo- hair loss. So um, it's really good uh, for the skin. Um, atopic dermatitis. Does anybody have eczema out there? Uh, it's this, the, uh, another word or another name for eczema is atopic dermatitis. This is one of the most common skin conditions and one of the most irritating. Eczema causes skin to be itchy and red, and repeated scratching often leads to thickening called uh, lysentification. And so researchers investigated the effects of a mixture of honey, olive oil, and beeswax in a one-to-one-to-one ratio on patients who had atopic dermatitis or eczema. 21 of the patients had no prior treatment before the honey mixture, and 11 used a topical cortisol uh, cortisoid cream before the trial. Those participants who had received no prior treatment applied the honey mixture to affected areas on one side of their body and Vaseline to the affected areas on the other side of the body. This treatment was repeated three times a day for two weeks. So guess what? Those participants who were using the medicated cream prior to the trial applied a mixture of the cream and honey to one side of the body and, again, the other side. After the trial, patients were assessed for common eczema symptoms, including skin thickening, redness, scaling, itching, and oozing. Eighty percent of those who had not used steroid creams before the trial had significant improvement with the honey mixture. And almost half of the patients who used the steroid cream before the trial did not have a worsening of the symptoms when the steroid cream was replaced by the mixture of cream that contained three parts honey mixture and one part cortisol. can be used both internally and topically for the stubborn, itchy dermatitis. Dr. Levitt advises eczema patients to add locally produced raw honey to their diet up to two tablespoons per day, usually added to herbal tea. Honey can be used topically for eczema as well. There are many commercially available honey-containing creams and ointments, but they are also really easy to make at home. And um, I'll be putting um, some of the recipes, a few of the recipes on uh, my website uh, www.partnersinhealth.biz. So uh, one is the one ounce of raw honey, the manuka honey, one ounce of olive oil, and one ounce of beeswax. And then there are instructions. So um, there's another condition called tina visicoral. I remember one of my friends had that. Uh, also, uh, you... Young ladies who have babies, the honey helps with diaper rash. Um, The honey has also been found to be effective for herpes simplex. Uh, Yes, this common and viral infection results in cold sores or fever blisters. Even when sores are not visible, this condition is contagious. It spreads easily and can be highly uncomfortable. And so I have a lot of 
information to share with you. I'm not going to be able to, to uh, complete this during this segment of Partners in Health and Biz, but next Saturday I will continue with some of the other ways that honey will be able to heal your ailing body. <laughs> there are so many other other things that honey is good for. Um and I'll be discussing uh how honey can help with the uh with ulcers, a, a little more about helping with surgical wounds, burns, and uh those are just the some of the topical things for the skin. Um and then we'll get into uh honey used internally as uh, as a food and how it will help. Um, so make sure to tune in next Saturday. We will continue this. I'll also talk about honey and how honey helps with people that have allergies and um, superbugs. Yes, aren't we dealing with a superbug with this coronavirus? So make sure that you... Uh, tune in, and I will be more than happy to continue to share this because there's so much more information available. Until next Saturday, everyone, get out, get some fresh air and sunshine. Uh, Follow us, www.pihradio.net, and um, just have a fantastic day. Until next Saturday, stay healthy and business savvy. We'd also like to hear from you with any show suggestions, uh, and you can email me, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com. Ta-ta for now. Bye-bye.